Sometimes it feels like Facebook, now Meta, gets a bad rap. Of course, sometimes it feels like Facebook, now Meta, gets exactly what it deserves. So where should we, as creators and small business owners, fall on how to use Facebook, now Meta? Today's guest will help. Jono Petrohilos is a personal trainer and online educator who has made $1 million dollars in his online course business. He also runs huge Facebook groups, including one specifically for online course creators. Jono is super passionate about Facebook groups, so much that he made me excited about them. He offers a ton of tips for how to start and grow a Facebook group and how one can build your business. And in Build Something More, we'll talk about that Facebook outage and how it affected him. Oh, and also how he had a backup plan. Today's episode is brought to you by Nexus Text Expander, an accessibility checker by Equalize Digital. Now we'll get into the episode in a minute, but first I do want to tell you about a new resource I have for automation, idea generation, and templates. Let's just call it automation templates. You'll be able to download this completely for free over at howibuilt.it slash 244. So as we enter the end of the year and start planning what we want to do for 2022, perhaps you want to be more efficient. Perhaps you want to automate more. Perhaps you want to delegate to robots. And if you wonder and you're wondering, how can I run a full-time business while uh, being there for my family, which will very soon be a family of five? Or how can I put out the content that I put out at the rate I do it? Well, these automation templates will help you. It's a a PDF with automation ideas, with automation tools, and it includes some entries from my automation library from Zapier, Shortcuts, and IFTTT. Now, those are usually only available to members of the Creator Crew and the Build Something Club. But if you get this free resource over at howibuilt.it slash 244, you can get them as well. So if you want to save time, spend time in the right places and automate more, head over to howibuilt.it slash 244 to get the free automations templates. All right, now let's get on with this conversation with Jono Petrohilos. Hello and welcome to another episode of How I Built It. My name is Joe Casabona. This is a show that offers actionable tech tips to small business owners and creators. It's episode 244. Our sponsors for this episode are Text Expander and Nexus. You'll hear about them later on in the show. But first, I want to bring on my guest. His name is Jono Petroilis. He is the founder and director of the course creator community. And today I'm really excited to talk to him because we're going to talk about how he grew his Facebook group to over 2,500 members in less than five months. And having a good community on any platform is super important for both small business owners and communities. So let's bring Jono in. Jono, how are you today? I am awesome, Joe. I'm over here in Sydney, Australia, 7 a.m. on a, a Thursday morning. So no better way to start the, the morning than with uh, Joe Casabona. Fantastic. Well, as we record this, it's almost 5 p.m. here in the United States on Wednesday. So don't tell me what happens for the rest of Wednesday. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know uh, who won the, the lotto or who won no, the, the no. ball game last night? Or? <laughs> yeah, I want to find out on my own. Um, it's actually, as we record this, it's my birthday. So after this, um, I, happy birthday. uh, 21. Uh, 21. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Same as me. Yeah. Yeah. Just you hit 21 and you're there forever. Right. That's what the store is all about. Um, my wife has big plans and I have no idea what they are. She's, she's, uh, going to be a big old surprise. We have a babysitter coming and we're going to go places. Um, But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about growing your Facebook group. Um, Now, first of all, how did I do with the name pronunciation? I'm always worried about that. It was good. You know, it's it's. I got an interesting one because Jono is a very Australian name, so it's easy over here in Australia. But in America, you know, it's like, is it Jono or is it Jano or 
I was on yeah. a podcast the other day and a guy was calling me Yono. I think he thought I was Mexican yeah. or, or Spanish or what? something. Yono. So he's, yeah, he's calling me Yono. Uh, and then Petrahilos, my family's from Greece, you know? It's like, um, yeah. how many how many letters can you fit in the alphabet in your surname? That's what they try and do in yeah. Greece. But you nailed both of them, so I'm impressed. Thank you very much. I pride myself on that. I, I try because, you know, I, I've had people come on the show and they're like, however you pronounce it is fine. And I'm like, but I want to pronounce it the right way, you know, because I want... I want people to pronounce it the right way if they ever reach out to you and talk to you. So no, I'm, um, I'm impressed. Ten, 10 points from me, Joe. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is I didn't say, hey, everybody at the beginning of this episode, like I usually do. So we know I'm off my game in my old age. But uh, Jono, let's, let's talk. We, we connected uh, because uh, you found me. You found me somehow, right? And you asked me to be on your podcast, right? Yes, I listened to your podcast and I was like, okay, this guy is cool or at least sounds cool from his, his podcast. So I'd like to have him on, on my podcast. So that's, that's how I found you. And then I actually got some mentoring from you as well. I was like, okay, this guy knows a thing or two about podcasting. You know, give me some tips. And awesome. I, should, yeah. I, should, I should add, uh, for all those listening, I reached out to Joe. Um, he gave me some, some tips and I was able to land my first podcast sponsor within a, a couple of weeks uh, after that. So make sure you record that, Joe. There's your testimonial. <laughs> Look at that. I have a soundboard, right? I have a cl- I have claps ready. It's the first time I ever used it. Dude, congratulations. That's amazing. And this is uh, excellent proof that, first of all, uh, going on podcasts can lend you business. And mm-hmm. also finding... Uh, um, this sounds like I'm going to toot my own horn here. Finding <laughs> the right coach... Uh, can also yield results as long as you do the work, right? Mm. Because that's really what it is. We talked for a while and then you went and, and did the things that I recommended. Uh, and then you landed your first sponsor, which is amazing because most podcasters can't say that. Yes. No, thank you. Awesome. Well, and thanks for listening to the show. I'm really happy to have you on. Uh, I will link to to your podcast in the show notes. They'll be over at howibuilt.it slash 244. Uh, it was a really good conversation. I listened to it. I always listen to the episodes once they're out. I don't know if that's like weird. I know movie, uh, like some actors like refuse to watch the movies they're in, but I like to listen to see like kind of what I talked about and how I sound. And, and I, m- more like a quarterback, I guess, who watches the tape the next morning, right? Um, nice. Closest I'll ever be to a quarterback. <laughs> uh, so you you run a, a Facebook group called the Course Creator Community, uh, and and I, your business is is a bit based around this, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, for sure. So let me think of the best way to explain this. Okay, so I'll start sort of broader. Um, I actually run two businesses. So my main business is actually fitness education online, and that's a a business where I sell online courses to fitness trainers to help them grow their fitness business. That's my main sort of business there, all online courses, really successful, about a million dollar a year business. And that's not one of, yeah, so I'm I'm really uh, impressed with that. And that's, as part of that business, I've actually got one of the, I think it's actually the largest Facebook group in the world for fitness professionals. Not not ever, but just if you're a a qualified personal trainer, uh, there's about 15,000 of us in there. And that's going, that was going really well. But, you know, sort of three years in, I was like, you know what? I feel like I've got a different skill set now. I feel like here I am teaching fitness trainers how to, how to grow their business to about six figures a year, their face-to-face fitness business. But here I am on the other side making a million dollars selling online courses. So there's a bit of yeah. conflict in there. I'm like, hold on, you know, I'm telling people to do this, but I, I'm doing this. I still run fitness education online, still going really, really well. But I'm like, let me also use this other skill set for those people that are like, hey, John, I don't want to be a fitness trainer, but man, tell me how the hell you're, you're selling a million dollars worth of courses <laughs> online. How do you do that? So that's when I started the course creator community. I was like, okay, you know, I don't know exactly what, it, what I'm going to do in this space, but I know that I want to build a community of course creators and I want to you know, have a program or I want to sell courses to these people here. I want to help these people grow their online course business. And that's where that Facebook group started. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, what the program's going to look like. But I know that if I'm going to help these people or generate a business, I need an audience. And since I already had some, I already knew the basics with Facebook groups from my fitness education online business, my first stop was, all right, first thing I'm going to do is create a, a Facebook group for course creators. 
That's wild. So, I mean, first of all, kudos on, um, on your fitness education business. That's incredible. Um, and then, and then I love that you knew you wanted to do something, uh, but you weren't quite sure. Cause I think a lot of people are, especially I'm, you know, I'm a developer or I, I come from a development background. I guess I'm more of a content creator now. Um, but my, my gut instinct, and I think a lot of people who I know, their gut instinct is to just build a prototype real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then you, you, you end up in a couple of predicaments, right? You have something and nobody to sell to. And then you also don't really know what to say about the product because you don't know who you're selling to. So you just talk about the features of the product. And I think both of us know, and, and longtime listeners of this show will know, people don't buy features, they mm-hmm. buy solutions. Mm-hmm. True. And it's like, it's, it's funny you say that. So now in the course creator space, one of the, now I've got a membership for course creators. That's the, the business that I run with, with the course creator community. And that's the biggest mistake course creators make. It's like they spend, actually, I'll ask you this question, Joe, a course creator, first time course creator, how long do you think it takes them on average to create a course from ID to ready to sell? Oh man, this is, um, I'm in a spot right now where I don't want to say something <laughs> too, too long and undercut your point. Uh, but I'll tell you that my, my first online course, right? Yeah. The one I did outside of academia uh, was text-based and from idea to execution, it probably took me four months to write everything, outline okay. and write everything. 12 months, Joe. Is the average wow. from idea, right? But it gets it, it gets worse, yeah. right? Because at the end of the twelve months, that course creator has no one to sell to, right? And now they scramble and they're desperate. You know, they try and make a sale off every single person, and they you know invest thousands of dollars here and thousands of dollars of marketing that they probably shouldn't have because they're pot committed. It's kind of like, man, yeah. I spent twelve months of my life putting this thing together. I can't give up now. I'm going to go all out in it, right? So that's that's one side of it, but it gets worse because usually you don't know what the market wants, right? So you maybe you've done a bit of research, but you create what you think the market wants, and then it doesn't sell, and you're even more pot committed because you're like, well, I can't just go and create a whole new course now that I know the market wants, now that I've done my my research, because that'll just put a year of it to waste. And it's like a, a vicious cycle. And that's why as a course creator, the best thing to do is build that community first. And then you do your launch. You In our space, we usually do a live webinar as a course creator, right? It's like you build yeah. your list, you do a live webinar. And then if that course, you sell at the end of that webinar, if the course sells, great, you teach it week by week. It's not a six-module course that you, you give someone straight away when they buy. It's like, great, it's a six-week course. Every week, you're going to get a module, whether you teach it live via Zoom or whether you just give it to that person there. So that way, it's, it's a guarantee because the, the other thing is even if it doesn't sell, eh, who cares? You didn't spend any right. time putting the course together anyway. Just make a tweak. Right. <laughs> Actually, thank yeah. God it didn't sell. You know, Imagine if it did. Yeah. Imagine if you had to put all that work, work together and it didn't sell, right? Right. So, yeah, just wanted to to piggyback off that a bit. Yeah, got and that resonates so much, right? Because again, my first course, text based, how to build a blog with WordPress. I spent again four, which apparently four months was <laughs> it's, it's is, pretty good. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but mm, three people maybe bought it, so mm. that's still four months worth of work for a hundred bucks, right? Mm. Uh, because nobody needed that course because it was all out there for free. Mm-hmm. And, and what did I talk about? I talked about the stuff that you would learn. I, I, I talked about the work I was giving you, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about how you could launch a blog and make money as soon as possible, right? I was talking about how to launch a blog with WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, and further, that wasn't my audience. My audience, which was pretty good, was developers who didn't need that course. Mm-hmm. I just figured it would be an easy course to make. So I think that's, let, let's recap that first of all, for anybody listening who has aspirations of launching a course, build your audience first. Justin Ferriman talked about this way back in like episode 33 of this show. Uh, he built his audience before he had anything to sell. Mm. Uh, then you launch the course with a webinar, right? And in the webinar, you talk about the high level overview, right? Maybe you talk about you talk about all the what, maybe some of the how, right? Give them a little bit of. Uh, uh, can, I, can I jump in here a sec, Joe? Because I yes, had a a, um, a sales call or a sales DM yesterday 
that was yeah. just perfect and it's fresh in my mind, right? Yeah. It was essentially a, a woman that wanted to create a course, right? Around tarot reading. I don't, I don't even know what that is really, but something around yeah. that, that sort of space, right? She's like, okay, you know, uh, I'm a bit confused. What do I do? And I, I basically said that. I'm like, all right, first thing you got to do is build your audience. Does that make sense? She's like, yep, got it. I know I can do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Then what you got to do is, you know, set a date for your live webinar right? Sell at the end of the, uh, present something at the webinar, make a sell at the end of it. If you make sales, great, put it together week by week by week. If you don't, don't. She's like, man, that's awesome. Such good advice. But where do I start with all this? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I've got a membership, you know, it's 50 yeah. bucks a month, cancel any time. All of that's in there. Do you want it? She's like, yeah, sign me up. You know, and that that's the way I look at it where it's like at the end of that webinar or any sales process, really, you want the person to be like, that's awesome. This is exactly what I want to do. I've got a clear path on what I need to go to. But where the hell do I start? Well, I've got this course that can get you started there. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, because you are. You're, you're, you're giving them a little bit for free and you're showing them how much... You're showing them the... You're, it's not like a skeevy sales task, tactic. Mm. You're showing them the value you can deliver, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look... I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quick Start. A membership site, especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus. N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash Nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. And then teach the course week by week if it sells, right? And I think some people are probably like, well, I don't have the time to teach a course week by week. But the time that you're saving by not investing in a year, Mm to develop a course that you're not selling mm. is worth it, right? You've gotten money up front to do this thing. Maybe you deliver it over six weeks or, or uh, 12 weeks or however long you think the program is. Um, and it doesn't have to be in real time either, right? It could, it, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to have live office hours. Yeah. Just yeah, exactly. Really, exactly. You, just, you, got, you got either option depending on what you prefer. I yeah. like the the live just because I like to talk and interact with yeah. people and I find I can get a bit of good live feedback as well where it's like, yeah. all right, I'll press stop, you know, and then I'll ask, how did that, how'd you, how'd you guys find that? And if there's any questions or I missed anything, I'll quickly go back and edit it. And then when I upload the replay for everyone else, it's a, a better version of, of that there. Mm. So I've, I personally like the live side of things, but some people aren't live people. Right. And also there's certain things, maybe if you're a guitar teacher and you got to show an angle from up there and there, it might be right. a little bit trickier, right? So it doesn't have to be a live Zoom thing. I personally prefer, and even if people can't make it live, you just upload it to your platform anyway, there's the replay. Um, but even if you do do a, a, there's no live, it's just a, a recording, that's totally cool. And I think it's a good balance because it's kind of like all you need is one module a week. That's it. Don't worry about yeah. all six. You've got you've got the outline obviously in your head. You're an expert at what you do, yeah. but it's right. like all you need is you've got a whole week just to create one module, right? It's it's yeah, it's 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 it gives you the accountability. You need to get a bit of a hurry on, but right. it's not like you got to create a whole course in a week, right? It's one right. module. You know, any right. teachers do that every teachers do that every day. You know, oh, what am I going to teach tomorrow? You know, all you got to do is is one for that week. 
I feel totally seen right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought I've thought about things I would teach that day because I didn't feel like teaching the prepared lecture. Or I'm exactly. just like, ah, I'm not not feeling this today. Pick something exactly. else. Exactly. Um, which you can do if you're an expert, right, in your field. Um, some courses do take, you know. So I'll say this, right? Because um, I was just listening to another podcast, and it was about uh, uh, an author, and they were saying you might not be an expert on the topic when you start but you will be when you finish because you are oh. going to do a ton of research when writing a book. Yeah, I think uh, the flip side of that, right, is when you teach a course, you probably should already be an expert, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. You, in this format, you are doing it live. You're getting feedback from your students. You want to make sure you teach the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying you, that's not, I've, I've written books. I'm not saying that's not the case with books, but mm-hmm. about a dozen people will read my book before any novice does. Mm-hmm. That might not be the case with my course, right? The first yep. person uh, who sees my course might be someone who's ready to learn for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Or may, at least the fifth person, right? If I'm not showing it to my friend. <laughs> True. I'll, I'll, I'll just add something on that. I think in the course, 100% with the course, what I find you learn more as the course creator is more the questions from other people. So let's say, for example, like... Um, Let's use a podcast course for as an example, right? Like I know how to create a podcast, right? I could put a, a course together on that, but I don't know like all the questions other people, like if other people would see it like me, does everybody know when I say, like, does everybody know that you don't just upload it to iTunes or do I need to mention that in the course? Right, you know, right, does everybody yeah. know that, um, no, you'll know all these questions, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like yeah, right. you, you, you'll be an expert what, at that. Website, what's not your host, stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's what I find you learn is the, the, the teaching the course sort of stuff. Yeah. Which is great, right? Cause you're getting that live feedback, which makes your course better because then you don't have those assumptions, right? Uh, again, something that I got teaching in the classroom, um, I described the difference in WordPress between a page and a post, which I will not go over mm-hmm. here. Uh, I, only learned, I only learned that one a couple of weeks ago, by the way. Yeah, right. Because it's like confusing, right? But the, yeah. then the way, as somebody who had been using for WordPress for like 10 years at that point, um, the way I described it to my class, I looked at them and they all looked dumbstruck. Yeah. And thank God, one of my students raised her hand and said, I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. And I said, okay, let me backtrack. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the benefit of teaching live. First of all, you get that feedback, but it's also the benefit of teaching something week by week, right? You release a module on Monday, mm. your students have a week to take it. You get that feedback by let's say Wednesday. Yeah. Um, then, then you could iterate on the fly. Right. And, and, Again, that's something that you don't get if you're in a silo for for a year building a course without feedback, and then you fall into what you mentioned before, right? The fallacy of sunk cost. Yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and, I'll, and I'll go back a step here as well because um, I want to go back to the Facebook side of things, right? Now, yeah, yeah. even even with the Facebook group, because I, I th- now thinking I almost explained that a little bit wrong, right? It wasn't even like okay, I know I want to help course creators. So the first thing I'm going to do is is create a Facebook group. I even spent a bit of time before that, just interacting in other groups, just, you know, checking out some blogs, listening to some podcasts, seeing what's out there. And I even tried a few different things or, or half tried a few different things. So there's certain Facebook groups where you're allowed to promote in different days and that sort of thing, you know? And I was um, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's copywriting that I want because I didn't know what I wanted to help course creators with. So I was like, maybe it's copywriting, you know? And then I did a few posts for a, a couple of weeks in the different Facebook groups. I was like, hey, you know, trying something out. Um, I'll write your copy for free. All right, give me 30, 30 or give me like 30, 45 minutes, you know, I'll write your copy for free. All I want in return is a testimonial if you liked it, right? And I got like 100 people saying that, you know, I, I, I you know, did it for 20 of them or whatever. And at the end of the 20, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a copywriter for, for people here, you know. Um, then I tried, I, I, I dabbled a little bit with Facebook ads as well. You know, hey, can I have some volunteers? I'll do it for free, yada, yada, yada. And then I'm like, nah, I don't really like this, you know. And then it got to a point and, it was, and then, I was, then I was like, oh, is it the creating course side of things that I like? And then I tried a few different things and I was like, what I really like is the selling side of things. I want someone that's um, got a really good idea and it's not, oh, Jono, can you teach me the best way to create this course? It's like, hey, what's the best way I can sell this course or I can create this course to sell it, 
right? Once I had that, then I was off to the races. Then I was like, all right, I know the type of people. I know what I'm going to help them with. Now I'm ready to create the Facebook group. And the other key benefit of that as well, and I'll, I'll share what I did, but I'll also try and give it as a tip for everyone else that's creating Facebook groups as well. So when I created, my, when I started my Facebook group, I already had about a hundred ideal people that I could invite in day one because I'd spent that, whatever it was, three to six months, I don't even know, months beforehand, just connecting with people, helping different people. And it was almost a better way to do it because there was no ulterior motive. It wasn't like, hey, I'll, I'll write your copy and then I'll try and sell you my course. Or, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Or, or you know, hey, um, I'll make this post just to get people in my Facebook group. It wasn't that. It was right. just, I'm genuinely just helping and, and networking out of the goodness of my heart. So that yeah. way, when I started my Facebook group, I had 100 people I could invite, maybe even more, about 100 people I could invite. Not only any 100 people though, 100 people that were pretty much friends like even if I hadn't met them personally, I might have done a, a, a complimentary call with them. Um, we're probably friends for a couple months on Facebook. We've shared a few jokes. I've wished them happy birthday. You know, yeah. um, it, um, they might have seen some of my lives on my personal feed. I might have commented on some of them. I might have tagged them in a post. Like So then when I started this Facebook group, 100 people off the bat, and there was like some buzz around it. Because, you know, if you start a Facebook group and there's five people in there, like, it's just so hard to grow. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's, who's going to join a group well, with five? Yeah, who's yeah. going to join a group with five people? It doesn't look good. But also, there's not really value because the biggest value, and we might speak about this later, but the biggest value of the Facebook group is in the community, right? My whole goal with my Facebook group is for me to do as little work as possible. I don't want it to be about me going on there and saying me, 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 me. If I wanted that, I'd get an Instagram account, right? Um, what I want it to be about is for the community. I want my members to be like, you know what? If I want an answer to anything to do with creating or selling courses, I'm not going to go to Google. I'm not going to go to YouTube. I'm going to go to Jono's Facebook group and I'm going to post the question here because I know that everyone in there is going to be super supportive in the comments and I know that I'm going to get some good answers and I can actually interact with those people. You know, if, if there might be a good YouTube video on how to sell courses, but it's hard to sort of, you know, you leave a comment, is the person going to reply or are other people going to reply? Like Facebook is all about the community, right? So you know, I'm getting a bit off topic, but I just wanted to paint that picture there. But the, the advantage of that is when I started the group, 100 people in there that already sort of knew me and, and liked me and trust me, so when I would go in there and I would do a live or I would make a post, like everyone would support me because they were sort of friends, you know? So they'd like, they'd comment, which would then help the engagement of the group because even the people that sort of didn't know me that well were sort of like, oh, there's all these people liking and commenting here. This guy, They don't know that I already knew the people that were in the group, you know? They're going to be yeah. like, oh, this guy must be a somebody. You know, this guy must know what he's talking about. I might actually like it or, or comment it or whatever. And then that sort of warms the algorithm up as well. Because Facebook's gone, oh, hold on, every day there's, there's another 20, 30 people joining this group and there's all these people commenting and, and, and I set some little things as well up, right? So whenever anyone joined the group, I was like, oh, Joe, welcome to the group. Make sure to make a post and introduce yourself. So that way, like, not only were there 20 people joining the group a day, there were 20 people joining the group a day and making a post and introducing themselves. And then there's many different things going on there as well because it's kind of like, if you join a group, that's great, but you're probably not going to see the posts in there, right? But if you join right. a group and you make a post in there, Facebook's probably, oh, Joe's actually an engaged member of this group. You know, he actually wants to see posts in that. Let's show him posts. And then it it's just like a, a cycle that that goes on and on and on. So that was sort of, that. if we go back, that's something that I, I think I, I um, or, or for anyone listening, that's a, if you're looking to start a Facebook group, don't just be like, right, I'm going to start it today. You know, be like, right, I'm going to start in about a month or two months or three months. Let me get busy in these next couple months and just interact with people out of the goodness of my heart, whether it's Facebook, a podcast is another good one as well. You know, it may even just be like, you know what? I'm just going to start up a podcast. You know, I'm going to start a podcast, interview some heavy hitters. Maybe they share the podcast. I'll do that for a few months. So now three months time when I'm ready to start my Facebook group, I've already got a podcast. You know, it might be LinkedIn, it might be Instagram, whatever it is, right? But either way, just spend, it might be face-to-face. 
You know, you might go to different networking events and just meet yeah, different yeah. people, go armed with your phone, add them on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it is. And then when you start your group, you got a whole heap of people ready to go. That's probably the best out of everything. That's probably the best tip I can give, even though that's a hundred people out of the two and a half thousand or five thousand that we got in there now. That's the most important because it sets the tone for the rest of it. And also every new person that comes in sees an engaged group. That's the sign of a good group. If you go in a group and it's just the admin posting all the time, you know, it's like, eh, this is just the admin trying to sell me stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you go in there and there's a heap of people, oh, this is actually a, this is actually a community, right? And, and that's a whole nother, you can tell I'm passionate about Facebook groups, right? But yeah, it's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's a whole nother thing there. Like community is, we've always had community. Right from you're Italian, Joe. You understand community, right? So <laughs> you know, like we've always had it, and it's getting less and less in the world because the world is online, right? So we're looking for communities online. And another way we can look at the value of community. This is this is when I really realized how valuable a community is. In prison, Joe, if you go to prison, what's like the biggest punishment you can give someone in prison? Solitary confinement. Yeah. I used to think, man, if I was in jail, get me, you know, get me in solitary, yeah. get me away from the killers and the the I'm, rapists. I'm, I'm, hard and I'm going, oh, yeah. you know, but but that sort of shows, you know, even if you'd prefer to be around. Most people would prefer to be around killers and rapists than yeah. be on their own in solitary. That shows the the power of community there, which which goes back to the Facebook groups. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. I think the big takeaway here is you gotta you gotta put the time in, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no there's no secret sauce to to automatically getting a hundred people in your group. You've yeah. got to be present in other communities and provide value and see what people are asking for, yeah. and then invite those people. Um, again, this is this is. I never wanted to invite people to my Facebook groups because I'm like, if they want to come, they'll come, right? But also, right, in in my experience, my friends are just inviting me to whatever Facebook group they're a part of mm-hmm. uh, or starting. And like, I'm sorry, but I don't care about mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl's candy shop in yeah. in Illinois, right? I'm mm-hmm. not in Illinois. Uh, I I can't eat candy anymore. Uh, and I haven't talked to Cheryl in 20 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, but 
if you invite a hundred people who you who you've engaged with over the last three or six months, who yeah. are also yeah. doing what you are doing, well, well, now we're talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned the Facebook algorithm. So this is something mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about in build something more because when. Uh, as we record this, it's been a few weeks since the, the great Facebook outage of 2021. And um, when that happened, everybody in my, in, in, in my personal sphere talked about how you need to own your own platform. And I wrote a blog post about how maybe you don't need to own your own platform. So in Build Something More, Jono uh, and I are going to talk about that. Uh, and so if you want to become a member and hear those ad-free extended episodes a day early, uh, you probably won't hear this one a day early since you're hearing the pitch. But uh, <laughs> if you want to hear those ad-free extended episodes a day early, head over to, again, howibuilt.it slash 244. There will be a sign-up button at the bottom of the show notes. Um, so we'll talk about that and build something more. But the Facebook algorithm is a big plus over rolling your own, right? I have a circle mm. community. It's a private community for my members only. That's where I post all the bonus content, basically. But... Um, but you're right about like the admin, you know, it's not super active yet. Uh, I'm, I'm growing the membership, but there's no algorithm to juice, uh, to juice interaction over there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, whereas with Facebook, I commented on one of your posts for you because I'm part of the course creator community on Facebook. Uh, I commented on one and, and the next time I logged into Facebook, I saw a few other questions. Um, and you know, the, I can choose to interact with them or not, but I'm seeing more and, and, when there are questions that come up that I think I, I'd be a good fit to answer, ones that I can provide value to, I do try to comment on those. So I think that's a really important part of, for anybody who's saying, well, I hate Facebook, I'm not going to use Facebook. Mm, it's, yeah, it's a good one. So I do get, because I even do get a lot of those people in my Facebook group. They're like, yeah. hey, I want to create a course, but I hate Facebook. You know, I don't want to be on Facebook. And, and look, there's, there's plus and minuses each way. I get it. If you're like, um, you know, I don't want to use Facebook. I want, I want a private side of things. That's fine. I just go on a different side of things, and it's, it's what it's what resonates with you. Because me personally, like, there's no way I'm downloading Circle or, or anything like right. that. Just me personally, you know. So I'm sort of like, well, I would never do that. I'm already on Facebook, so I'll just use Facebook here. That's why I go down that avenue there. But I get the flip side. I get the flip side if someone's like, oh, I don't like Facebook. I want to get off Facebook. So you know, it, it, it depends which way you go. I've just chosen to go down that Facebook group route because it's kind of everything for me. Like that group serves as my lead generation machine. You know, now I get probably 50, 100 people a week join that without me really doing anything. So I've got new leads coming in there. It also serves as my sales machine. So I make, even if it's not a direct sales post saying, hey, buy this course or, or join this webinar, just by me doing little things in there, it's essentially selling. By me giving little tips, there's always some act. Hey, I created this free yeah. thing. Who wants it? Who wants it? Great, you get the free thing. There might be a sell at the end of it or whatever. So it's it's how I it's how I get my leads. It's how I sell. It's also how I support as well. If anyone does any of my courses, if you've got any questions, you post them in the Facebook group, which then helps with the algorithm again because there's more people posting. Yada yada yada. But it's just so much easier for me. My life is just right. Let me jump on this Facebook group. Let me check it for the um, you know half an hour or an hour. Make sure everything is covered. Okay, great job done. There's my sales, my marketing, and my nurturing all done in the one. That's why I like it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, I think you raise a good point there, though. Uh, is you said you know it, Facebook works for me because I'm already on Facebook, mm. and I think that's a really big takeaway. That was kind of I'll I'll link to my post in in the show notes, uh, but you've got to be where your audience is, right? Mm. It's great if you want to live on a, in a cabin on a lake away from everybody else. But if you set up a convenience store away from everybody else in a cabin on a lake, no one's going to drive the 50 miles to go to your convenience store, right? Mm. They're yep. going to go to the shop, right? Or the Walmart or the whatever local grocery stores you guys have. Um, <laughs> Because that's where they go. That's where they shop. Uh, and the same thing goes for your community. You can ask your people, your members, your fans to download Circle or I'm, I'm using one for, uh, I'm using Geneva for one. But most people probably won't. Mm. But if they're in Facebook, if they're on Facebook, adding a group is, is just part of their daily habit. 
Love it. Um, let me let me keep. Are you cool if I keep going on this, Joe? Uh, yeah. So let's see. We are. Gosh, I can't believe we're like we're we're coming towards the end of this conversation. So uh, I I do want to um, I want to touch on. I I think I I want to talk about the growth a little bit more, right? So I want to, I want to get some concrete advice here. One is interact with, with pod, like start a podcast or uh, be in other Facebook groups. Facebook groups groups are the best because it's kind of like they're already built in communities there. Like if you start a podcast, hey, you might get some listeners, but like there's a Facebook group that's already got thousands of your ideal people in there. You can sort of leverage off that a little bit. Uh, and most groups allow some sort of promotion, whether it's a certain day or it's under a thread or whatever it is. That's the easiest way just to get started uh, and giving away something for free. If it's and, there's, and that's even a catch on its own, right? Because it's kind of like if you give something away for free that that involves your time, well, there's only so much of it you can do, but it builds that really good relationship. Um, if you give something away that doesn't have any of your time, great, it's it's unlimited, but the relationship might not be as strong. Um, but either way, I find Facebook, and especially if you're growing a Facebook group, because if you start a podcast, maybe they're not Facebook people. You know, you start a YouTube channel, right. maybe they're not Facebook people. If they're in another Facebook group, ideally, they're going to be the, the same they're sort of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's there's that there. And so that would be my, my first tip is essentially do whatever possible to get 100 ideal people. So when you start your group, you can start with a bang. That's tip number one. Along with that as well is the name of your Facebook group, right? So one of my friends is in the finance space, right? He's got a company called, um, what is it? Um, Python Wealth, right? Like the snake, Python Wealth. So yeah. he created a, a Facebook group to grow his business and he called it the snake pit, right? Pretty cool, pretty clever, pretty cute. But no wealth, no finance people are joining a group called the snake pit. You know? Right. You're getting snake enthusiasts, you know, and I'm in right. Australia. They're not the sort of people you want in your, your Facebook group is snake <laughs> enthusiasts, right? Um, let's use my group, the course creator community. The only people joining that group are people that are, are creating a course, right? Yeah. And not only that, they're going to be typing it in. Most of my members, because one of my questions is, how did you hear about us? I just typed course creator in the Facebook bar, right? That's yeah. how most yeah. of my members come from, just naming it correctly, right? Or even if it pops up in your feed, if it pops up in your feed and it's called the snake pit, let's see, I'm scrolling through, pops up in yeah. your feed, you know, if you join another group, there's another one out there, I think it's called the online course creators community, as soon as you join that group, mine pops up as well. I know because it's like when someone joins your group, it shows you what other groups they're in. And it's yeah. always just like that. I see the mutual groups. It's always that same. So I know there's something in the algorithm. Whenever someone joins that group, Facebook just shows me this one straight away. So there's the name and there's two specific formulas. I might just share the one formula because it's, it's the easiest one. And that's essentially just call out your niche with a word like community at the end. So say my niche is course creators. So it's the course creator community. If you don't want to use community, the course creator tribe, the course creator movement, um, course creators united, all right? Substitute anything, podcasters, right? The podcast, the, the podcaster community, you know, the podcaster movement, Podcasters United, you know, maybe it's a specific area, you know, Australian Podcasters United, you know, the Australian Podcaster community. If you can do that, you're not going to go wrong. Just your niche and then some sort of community word there. Now you sort of got both angles working, right? This episode is brought to you by Accessibility Checker by Equalize Digital. One of the best things I did for this podcast was set up transcripts. Sure, there's some SEO juice for that reason, but it's mostly for accessibility. I wanted those who could not listen to the show to still get the content. But that's just one aspect of running anything online, from a podcast to a digital business. That's why you need Accessibility Checker. Accessibility Checker is an automated accessibility scanning tool to help your WordPress website become and stay accessible. The plugin helps designers, developers, and content creators make and keep their websites WCAG and ADA compliant, something that has been of increasing importance lately. But it also does this better than everything else out there because the data stays on your server, so it's privacy-focused. 
It's real accessibility and not an overlay that fakes accessibility and also puts a target on your back. It gives you reports on the post-edit screen so content creators can identify and fix problems before hitting publish. And best of all, it lets you scan your entire site once and fast-track remediation efforts for an affordable price. Thanks to Accessibility Checker, I learned that I was using headings the wrong way, and I've been able to fix that problem and update posts as needed. And right now, you can get 50% off. If you run any website for you or your project or your clients, you need to make sure it's accessible. And with Accessibility Checker being 50% off, it's something you can't afford to pass up. Just head to equalizedigital.com slash how I built it to claim that sweet discount. That's equalizedigital.com slash how I built it to get 50% off. Make sure your website is a website for everyone today. Thanks to Accessibility Checker and Equalize Digital for supporting the show. So let me ask you something here, right? I'm going to get some, some free advice on the show. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I have kind of two different things kicking around in my brain, right? Yeah. Uh, my brand for podcasting is the pod is podcast liftoff, right? So, would podcast liftoff community work? Just because by virtue of the word podcast being in there, because I suspect a lot of people aren't. Maybe podcast launch community would be better, um, or uh, or you know, I'm I'm maybe by the time this episode comes out. The, the trailer will be out, but I'm working on a new show uh, called Make Money Podcasting, right? So Make Money Podcasting Community Tribe is that, I guess I should see what people are searching for, right? And take yep. advantage of that. Yep, yep. You can do that there. I would, I would even just go more general, right? I would personally, especially with those two, I would, and you're, you're targeting anyone all over the world, right? Not just, um, yeah, cool, cool. So I would just call it something like, you know, Podcasters United, you know, or, you know, the, the, the Podcasters Community or, or something like that. Cause a name like that sounds like a big group. And the other thing is you ideally want to feel left out. If you are a member of that and you're not in there, you want to feel left out. You know, mm. it's kind of like if I'm a course creator and I'm not in the course creator community, I feel left out. I know right. because I'm also a personal trainer and there's a Facebook group called um, Australian Personal Trainers United. Man, if I'm not in that group, I'm not, a, I don't feel part of the, yeah, the right. community. You're not, you're not an Australian personal trainer, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what you want. So I would just do it like that. And even say my group, the course creator community, I don't really say, hey, I help you sell more of you. It's, I'll get anyone in there because at some stage, they're probably going to, I'm probably going to be helping them anyway. So even with your, but with both of those, you're sort of covering both angles, right? Gotcha. It's kind of like you can get someone can join as a newbie because if some and I, I've done that when I launched my podcast, I was like, oh, let me join some of these these different Facebook groups. I just typed them in, join the the ones that I I like the most. Um, yeah, so I, I would just call it that if I was you. And if you want, you can add the thing at the end. So say for example, you know, um, the the podcast host community by podcast liftoff. You know, gotcha, gotcha, or by Joe Casabona. You know, so it's like you can still get a bit of branding in there as well. Uh, and yeah, I think host is the key there with your one. You know, the podcast hosts yeah. community by Joe Casabona or by podcast liftoff. Gotcha. That that makes a lot of sense, right? Because if I called it something like make money podcasting, right? People are like, well, I don't really, my podcast is just a hobby right now, right? Mm. But if they're a podcast host, maybe they are not ready to make money yet, but they want to be. Or maybe in the group, they can be convinced that they can be, right? It's, it's, that's how I'm you get to, me. You know, yeah, I join a yeah, group. But, oh, yeah. podcasters. You can get sponsorship via podcasting. I didn't know that. Let me follow this yeah. guy. Let me buy his course, whatever it is. You know, so it's just like, let's get the whole community in there and then let's just get our little piece in there of, of the pie in there. And the other good thing about that is it opens you up to collaborations. So I've got certain people in my group, even yourself. If anyone asks a podcast question, I tag Joe because it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to say, hey, if you want to, um, let's say you want to sell your online course using a podcast. I don't want to say, nah, go away. You're not for me. You know, still come in this group. You'll contribute something. And if you want to use the podcast, okay, I'll tag Joe. I've got a Facebook ad expert in there. If anyone asks a Facebook ad expert, yeah, go and speak to Natalie. Go and speak to, and it builds that community. And then that comes yeah. back. You know, I'm sure you'll hit me back, right, Joe? If someone's like, oh, I want to yeah, you know, create a, absolutely. go and see Jono, you know? 
So it, 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 it builds it. Um, that's why I, I just want the whole niche. I want to dominate the niche. You know, yeah. I want every single, I'm, I'm the go-to person in that niche there. And then almost like the leader of the mafia, right? It's like, oh, yeah. you want you want podcasting? I, I'll, I'll go and see Joe. I got, Joe I got a guy. I got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, that, well, that's I'll what I want. You. Exactly. I'm going to you a favor later. So. Yeah. <laughs> like re- reinforcing every Italian stereotype. <laughs> you know, but the, the, the Many Saints of Newark came out recently as we record this, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's out in Australia yet. No? I, I haven't seen it. Check it. My, uh, my grandfather, who came off the boat from Italy in 1949, hated The Sopranos. He, he passed away oh. in 2010, uh, in, 20, uh, in 2009. Uh, he hated The Sopranos because uh, it made Italians look bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I could see that, Pop. I could see that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had much desire to see it because I never really watched the show, but I hear, I hear it's all right. Um, anyway, okay. We, gosh, we are coming up on time. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, I know that you were going to, we talked about do whatever you can to get that hundred people. I think that's an excellent starting point. The name is super important. That one was, uh, I hope it's helpful for everybody. Definitely helpful for me. Um, is going to give two more quick ones. Yes. I was just going to say, are there maybe two or three more, uh, tips that, that you have for getting started and and growing? Yep, easy, cool. Yeah. So there you're two. So um, yeah, get the hundred people in there. Name it correctly, because our end goal, our end goal is really to get the algorithm working for us. That's what we want. We want just the algorithm. We want people to. We want. We want to wake up every day and be like, oh sweet, there's 10, 20 people that joined this group that are my ideal per- person that Facebook suggested it. Those two things will help that we've started about the first hundred and, and naming it correctly. The biggest other tip is engagement. The more engagement you can get in your group, the more that's going to juice up the algorithm. Now, that's one thing that doesn't just happen, right? Your Facebook group, it's not like you start up a Facebook group and then people just magically start engaging in there. It doesn't happen. It's got to be systems in place. I use about 10 specific ones. I'll just drop two or three really quick ones now that anyone can use that can do that. The easiest one is the new member one. Someone joins your group, send them a message, you know, hey, Joe, awesome to have you in the group. What do you do? Oh, you're a podcasting guy. Hey feel free to make a post and introduce yourself. You know, you may even get a customer or two from it, right? If you just do that, so every member is now not just a new member, it's a new member and a Facebook post and it juices up the algorithm. They're going to be more likely to see and engage. Also, some people that maybe you don't send them a message because they don't accept your friend request or they're on private or whatever, they may just do it organically. They join the group. Oh, the last two, three posts I've seen have been two or three people introducing themselves. Maybe that's what I'm going to do, right? From a course creator side of things, I always have action tasks in my courses that always revolved around doing something in the Facebook group. So let's just say, for example, one of the biggest things you can do, one of the most important things you can do as a course creator is create a free mini course or a lead magnet, right? So that's one thing I cover in my membership. I'm like, hey, you need to have a lead magnet. Here are some ideas that, that are some general ideas, but you know what the best thing to do is? Go and make a post in the course creator community Facebook group. Ask everyone else what their lead magnet is and you're going to get not three ideas that I've given you, but 15, 20, 30, 40 different ideas there, right? And then that person will go and post in the Facebook group. Hey guys, curious, what's your lead magnet? right? Helps the algorithm on that person. They've now made a post. They're going to be more likely in there. Everyone in that Facebook group wants to share their lead magnets. That's going to get a heap of traction in there. And it just, it's just a cycle once again, where it's good for the person. And it's, it's like, it's not, even though it's a little bit fake getting the person to post, it's not because they're getting value. It's like by that person posting, they're getting 20, 30 different ideas, which gives them a better experience than just doing the course. And as a byproduct, it helps my algorithm and and that sort of thing as well, right? So if you're a course creator, whatever it is, find little action tasks that involve people posting in the Facebook group. And then it's the same thing. It's like that person posts once and they get 20, 30 comments. This is a good group. Next time I have a question, I'm going straight in here and posting this, right? Same thing. Maybe people have never done my course, but they go in there and they're like, hold on, you can just ask a question in this group and then people, you know, people answer it and, and go from there, right? So, uh, so yeah. that's there. One more just quick engagement tip I'll give as well is the redirect. So I don't know about you, Joe, but I sort of get people ask me questions on Facebook and email and text message and Instagram and can get a bit overwhelming for me. So I use the redirect. Whenever anyone asks me any question, whether it's a client, a prospect, a lead, whatever it is, I'm like, Joe, man, that's the awesome question. I got the perfect answer. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just post that in the Facebook group? That way everyone else can see the answer as well, 
right? So a few things going on there too. It's getting more engagement in the Facebook group. It's better for my time. I'm almost training my my followers to be like, oh, if I ever got a question for Jono, I'm just going to go and post it in the Facebook group. Helps with the algorithm. People are going to comment. They're going to be more likely to see it. People are going in there and they're like, oh, you know, it's um, people are just posting questions I can post in as well. Right, I've got about 10 of those little different strategies that I use, but the message that I want to get across here as well, before you start that Facebook group too, also have, a couple, you might, might not have 10 like me, I'm obsessed with Facebook groups, right? But just be like, all right, can I have, you know, two or three different strategies that I know is going to encourage people to post that actually work? Because some of the common ones out there that don't work is like, you know, hey, it's Motivation Monday today and Terrific Tuesday. And it's, yeah. It's just kind of wow. like. There's, there's not feel, a win. <laughs> but it's kind of like, hey, if it works, it works, right? My take it on it not, though. It did yeah, well, not work. I'll tell you it why, Joe. I'll tell you why it didn't work, right? Well, why it yeah. usually doesn't work because yeah. it's almost a little bit selfish from the Facebook group admin. If we do that, we're sort of like, it's we're basically saying, hey, we want people to engage so we have an engaged yeah. group. So this is Motivation Monday, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas the strategies I like to use are, are more a bit like a win you know, like that action right. task, you know, you're getting a win by posting there, right? You ask me a question, I ask you to post in the Facebook group, you're getting a win because I'm going to give you the answer there. Um, I ask you to introduce yourself in the group because maybe you'll get a few customers from it. There's, there's always a win in there, you know? So it's kind of like, how can we make it a win? The, the overarching strategy is how can we make people want to want to right. post as opposed yeah. to sort of forcing, you know? Yeah. Again, you're you're giving people a solution, which is an answer to their question, and not a feature, which is people commenting, which is what looks like an active community, right? That's that's the feature. Uh, I God, I love that. That's <laughs> that's great. The redirect is is a good one too, because then you could always back reference posts or or oh yeah, um, and and things like that too. So I, I think that's a really good one. Um, Can I give you one one more tip, Joe? Yeah, yeah, one, awesome. yeah, last tip. Yeah. Because with all of that, there's sort of one thing missing as well. Everything I've covered so far almost assumes that you've got a stream of people coming in, right? It's kind of like, well, you need the first hundred people in there, you know. Well, you need to have the the name named, or you need to get this engagement thing, and, and and if you do all those things, yeah, you'll get some people in there. The biggest key I can give as well is also just have like one slave account right? So one other social media platform, and it can be Facebook as well, actually. If, mm-hmm. if, if you're using Facebook, it's the Facebook group strategy, right? Which is, you know, joining the other groups that allow promos and then, you know, have your little schedule up there. Monday, I post in this group, Tuesday in this one, whatever it is. But the whole goal is like, because the way the Facebook algorithm works or the way I, I don't know, but the way I, I think and the way I've experienced it is let's just say if you can have a manual way to get 10 people in there, Facebook will show you another 10 as well organically right? But if you have zero people coming in, they're going to show you zero. So it's like, what can we do? And any single platform can work. I know the tricks for for all of them, but even if we just rattle off a few, if you're like, right, I want to use Facebook, the strategy you're going to use is join five different Facebook groups that have promos on different days. And then you put your lead magnet in there, leads to the group, right? If your strategy is a podcast, okay, start up a podcast, right? Put your, your link in the show notes. Also get on other guests' podcasts, you know, give a, and then give your shout out to, to your group on their podcast. And maybe there's a collaboration as well. Maybe it's like after this, we're like, hey, Joe, can you send an email to your people and give them this? And then I'll send an email and, and give them this, right? If it's LinkedIn, okay, great. Go and f- type in the people's job title that you want, connect with them, get them to the Facebook group, right? Whatever it is, right? Just make, but the, I guess the key there as well is just one. Don't be like, all right, cool. I'm going to grow my Facebook group. So I'm going to have a podcast and a YouTube channel and an Instagram and a Pinterest and a blog. They're all going to be crap, right? Just pick one. Be like, I'm going to put all my eggs in the Facebook group. I'm going to get these hundred people. I'm going to give it a good name. I'm going to get all these interaction things going on. But I also need one concrete thing that I'm going to use to consistently get new people in. And whichever one that is, just go all in on that. Awesome. And I'd, lo- I'd love to give specific on that, but we'd be here all day if it was like, well, here's what you do on podcast and here's what you do on LinkedIn. So the best yeah, I can give I, there is just pick one, master that one, do a course in that one. That's it. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. I think that will be uh, our trade secret, right? I didn't get to ask you, do you have any trade secrets for us? But I think that was a really good one. Awesome. <clears throat> um, 
Jono, this was amazing. Uh, and, and we're going to continue the conversation and build something more. Um, so again, if you're not a member of that, you can you can hear all about what Jono thought of the Facebook outage and, uh, and, and my thoughts too, but I'm pretty open with those anyway. Uh, again, you can sign up over at howibuilt.it slash 244. Jono, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? <laughs> There's one place to go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. I'll be all over social, but the only one I actually check myself is the Course Creator Community Facebook group. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Jono. I really appreciate you coming on the show uh, and, and sharing so much of your knowledge about Facebook groups. No, thank you. Thanks to everybody listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Text Expander and Nexus. And until next time, get out there and build something.